Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. This is Reagan, and welcome back to the Up the Nice Guy podcast. So this week was supposed to be a continuation of Mel's episode, but I saw something that I had to talk about all over the queer talk community. If you're a part of it, you may know the story already, and if you're not, don't worry, we will fill you in. But a straight woman went to a lesbian bar, invited a straight man and was very displeased with the reaction she got from a lesbian at said bar and she had a a lot of thoughts on that and we had and i quote i'm that lesbian come back and share her side of the story so today we are having two queer women ironically set the record straight about what happens when a straight man comes into a lesbian bar oh one He's a nice guy, what a nice guy, till he's screaming in your face. And he's a nice guy, such a nice guy, but he'll put you in your place. And he's a nice guy, what a nice guy, till he gets caught. He's a nice guy, such a nice guy, until he's not F the nice guy. Okay, everyone. So today I have, I'm that lesbian, Katie Pipes here with us. Hi, Katie. Hey, (laughs) happy to be here. (laughs) Girl, you are all over my feed. I mean, literally, when I first saw the story, I was like, oh, no. And then to see you come out with your side, I want to fill them in as to what the original video was. And then we'll get to what your perception of that experience was okay so we won't say her name because i felt like everyone focused on her which you know everyone had the reasons to focus on her but i really wanted to talk about the guy and the way that he felt entitled to the space and how we deal with straight men in queer spaces and what that's like so let's start with her story i i'm so tempted to like enact the voice that she has but i will not do that <laughs> So she's doing skincare in it. It was a strange story for me to witness like while we're doing a skincare routine. She talks about going to her first lesbian bar that she was invited to by her lesbian friend. And she got there, she was having fun. She was quote, living her best life. And then a guy wanted to meet up for quote, literally he just wanted to say hello and leave. He was there for two minutes. And then he talks about a lesbian that approaches him pretty soon after he walks in and says what are you doing here that is a quote she was shocked as a straight woman who goes to bars and male gay bars she had never felt that way before she goes on to say that the lesbian (laughs) i it's so weird to talk about you (laughs) like you're not obviously (laughs) like here but i'm just retelling what she said okay the lesbian goes on to say i've been coming here for 10 years and that she says basically said my friend did not belong here and then from her perspective she says i get it i'm at a lesbian bar but very obviously flamboyantly gay men were there and they weren't being approached or yelled at and that was wild okay these are her words for the love of god everyone these are (laughs) I want to clarify and and language is important, right? So I'm trying to include her phrasing. She 
genuinely asked, well, I shouldn't say she genuinely, she asked for TikTok's thoughts on this, much to her demise. Uh, and she says, when talking to you, I looked at her, I was nice until I wasn't. I told her he's with us, he's good. She says the lesbian was quote unquote, not having it. And then she's asking TikTok, like there are no rules against it. Are straight men not allowed at lesbian bars? And she says, enlighten me. I think both of us can agree. She was thoroughly enlightened <laughs> by all of queer talk. But an interesting thing that she said at the very end was, he's probably never going to go back there again because it wasn't worth the drama. But I feel like it was very dramatic. That was her thoughts. I feel like because this blew up before you you posted your video. So like everyone had thoughts before you even entered the chat, right? So I would love to hear like, how did you see this video? Well, I am not on TikTok. I never use the platform. So oh my God, I'm not in the space at all. Um, it wasn't a great story, to be honest. That night for me wasn't fun. I didn't tell a lot of people about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm totally new to the platform. What a way um, to enter. What a way to like get introduced is like this person you don't know is telling this story while putting on face lotion. Oh my yeah, God. Absolutely. Um, and so I have, I have maybe like three or four friends I had told about the encounter with. Um, and not a lot of people. And then... Uh, Eventually, I guess one of my friends, uh, she found the video because she was engaged in the whole drama and she saw the original video and she was like, hey, Katie, this sounds kind of similar to the story that you told me about a few weeks ago. Is this the girl? And she sent me a link to the TikTok. I watched it and I was like, yep, that is the girl, one of them. And my friend was like, well, you need to make a response video immediately. And I was obviously... Like, I have no idea how to even do that. Like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so I had to go to her apartment and she helped me like get the account and then stitch the video or whatever. Right. Um, I was like, what do I say? She kind of coached me. She's like, just tell the story just like you told me, like you would tell a friend, just do it in one take. Don't stress about it. And then just post it. And then whatever happens, happens. But like the internet wants to hear what you have to say about it people are asking for you to come forward with the story of the context from your perspective. Um, and so for me, I was like, is anyone really interested in that? I feel like, I don't know. Um, but she convinced me to do it. Um, and yeah, so I just went in, into her kitchen and did the video in one take and just posted it. And then I guess you've seen what happened <laughs> following that. So Have I? I mean, your video got what, like 3 million views? I think it's almost uh, 4 million now. And that's something I feel like we don't think about is like when we see, because on TikTok, as as you've mentioned, like this is not your favorite platform. Like this stuff happens a lot where someone will make a claim and then the other person from that story will come in and be like, hey, actually, yeah. here's how I, right? But it's interesting to hear the in-between of that story, right? Which you've mentioned this actually did affect you. This wasn't like, a, oh, this is whatever. You were upset by the initial encounter before you even saw this video. It's a hard topic to talk about, right? I think the reason why lesbians and queer people across the internet were on my side before I said anything is that we've all been in this position one way or another. And there's a reason why I was in that situation and that guy kind of triggered my instinct 
Mm-hmm. Um, like my wife says, I always get too protective of my friends and like of spaces. Like yeah. I do kind of have that personality. Mm-hmm. Like I'll always have my friends backs. Um, I do think the reason why everyone spoke out and we're like, Hey, this lesbian probably had a reason for approaching this guy. If she did, regardless of how that situation really played out, mm-hmm. because we've all been in a situation where there was a straight cis man invading a space and making people feel uncomfortable whatever that might look like. I know there's a range of that. It might just be people feel uncomfortable. It might Mm -hmm. be there's actually some active violence taken against um, women or queer people in a space uh, can look different. I feel that. And I think it's very interesting to your point that the queer community across the board immediately flagged that there was a reason. A straight man has entered one of less than 30 lesbian bars across the US. So there's not that many, there's very few. And to have him enter that space alone could be triggering for someone. But additionally, I think everybody was like, there's more to this story. And maybe we do need the queer perspective, not the very straight perspective of this encounter. So do you wanna just share what you shared on TikTok about like what you experienced and your your interpretation of those events, which are pretty different from what she was describing. Yeah, well, like many stories in my life, it begins with having to use the bathroom. Um, <laughs> the person with a small bladder. Yeah, I feel like it's funny when I was telling my the story to my friends. They were like, "Of course, this would happen to you, Katie, all because you had to go to the bathroom because right. that is very me." I had um, to pee. That's how it started. Yeah, like many good sto- uh, stories and bars. People have actually made some great response videos illustrating the size of Cubbyhole. Um, right. There's a very narrow hallway. You have the bar, um, maybe between the bar and the wall where the bathrooms are. It's hard to say exactly, but, you know, arms spread or or less. It's not a lot of space. Um, and so there's usually a little bit of a struggle to get through the hallway, get into sure. the two bathrooms that are there. And then, you know, of course, there's only two bathrooms. So there's going to be a line. There's going to be congestion. Yep. Um, it's kind of a hard space to navigate. Um, and I, I didn't really touch on this in my video that I posted, but um, this guy was standing right in between the two bathrooms, like in the middle. So women couldn't really, or anyone in the space couldn't move between the two bathroom lines or mm-hmm. get in and out of the bathroom doors um, because he was physically blocking the ability of people to like open the door fully. Great. Um, he was getting a lot of side eye, but no one said anything to him. Um, I'm sure he wasn't even aware he was getting the side eye from people. I'm not afraid to like say something. So that's where I went up to him and I just kind of tapped him on the shoulder and was like, excuse me. He clearly didn't like that. I said, excuse me. He got kind of scoffed at me. And I said he was grumpy in the video because I right. I don't want to get into semantics. And then it's like a he said, she said kind of situation. But sure. yeah, immediately I was like, okay, this guy, he's not supposed to be here. Like he's not the primary patron for this establishment first of all like we know it's a queer bar it's a lesbian bar like you said there are so few and then he's in the way he's causing problems for a lot of people and then if when I say excuse me you know he reacts rudely so Mm -hmm. then I that's when I asked him you know are you here with anyone in this bar um and he did immediately to his credit he did immediately point to his queer friend Mm -hmm. um it's funny because in the original video the girl does say like oh, I was the one that vouched for him. But me and the queer girl, like, 
locked eyes and I, I, I did this to her you know this guy I, I was, is this with you <laughs> and yeah. she was like yeah and she nodded her head and I was like okay you know I was right. like that's on you like you need to watch out for this guy because he's in everyone's way mm-hmm. um we locked eyes it was like okay all right um I go back I'm trying to like, get in the bathroom obviously I don't want to be talking to these people right um and that's when he came back to me and he asked the question and he was like would it be a problem if I was here alone like if I was wasn't here with someone and then my gut reaction like knee jerk not even thinking twice I was like yes absolutely that would be a big problem you know you can't be in here as a straight guy and then obviously they got upset and so my understanding it was just the one queer girl um this guy the woman who posted the video and then there was at least two or three other girls as well in their group um (laughs) so they all got very upset when I said that um and I did try to explain you know hey like this is a lesbian bar there's not a lot of lesbian bars and men do come into these bars and cause problems so I don't you know like trying to explain to them obviously they had no context for the conversation people are drinking alcohol oh god they're probably not the most receptive to like an intellectual like hey so um let me break down the points and the history (laughs) of why what you're doing is bad now when he came up and and kind of was like would it be a problem did he seem genuine in that question no it was like puffy chest and honestly that's the reason why i even said are you here with someone in the first place because this guy stuck out like a sore thumb like he had like a full suit on like a fancy suit he had very strong like cologne on like he was walking around the bar like he owned it you know and I was yes. like you definitely don't own this I've seen the owner of Pebby Hole and you are not that you're not you know what I don't think it's you I've seen the <laughs> owner but hey yeah because that's honestly the biggest vibe I got from before I even saw your video was the entitlement just the entitlement from her, the entitlement about the situation. When she said, I've never experienced that. You've never been in a space that you didn't feel immediately welcome and that you were entitled to that space. It's like, that's kind of the point, I think. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's kind of why we're like, hey, the fact that probably every single person there, were they to enter any other space, would would not be surprised to, to be met with that type of reception. So many queer people enter spaces that are supposedly for everybody and and met with the like what are you doing here uh you shouldn't be here so the fact that she was like i've (laughs) i've never experienced anything like that i was like right it's so funny because there are so many people in the comments who said the quiet part out loud and you just (laughs) see they didn't understand it because they were like well i hope that you get thrown out of a straight bar or like you go into a, a bar and then feel how you treated those people and it's like well that's the whole reason why lesbian bars exist because that's what I live all the time you know like I'm married I grew up in a small town in the midwest like I I experience this all the time I travel to countries where it's not as accepted as it is here in New York right and we do have to be careful things do happen right um it's you are said the quiet part out loud you get it you don't get it but you just admitted why lesbian bars exist right um, accidentally so yeah you you hit the point without even realizing it Mm -hmm. and like i'm sure that was incredibly triggering for you as the person who experienced it i saw one video you know but 
I, I found myself like incredibly triggered by it just in the sense of how I'm trying to think. I mean, a title is probably the best word for it, but like this attitude of almost how dare you question him who was a straight man that you, you didn't know who he was with, who had given you attitude when you asked him to move. Like you said, excuse me, you simply were asking him to be aware of his surroundings don't block the doors. You're blocking a bathroom. Literally, you're probably a fire like hazard right now. Uh, everyone's locked in. You simply like getting his attention or asking him to not be in the way. He was annoyed by that. You know, he was put off. He puffed out. It's just like the lack of awareness or the lack of attempt at being aware from these people with the situation that they were in. And how much it highlights the very thing that they're kind of scoffing and objecting to, right? It's also, or at least to me, it seemed in the first video, she does paint me to be sort of this stereotypical, like mean, angry lesbian, Mm -hmm. um, which is not new to me. Right. Yeah, same. (laughs) Like, oh my God, an angry lesbian. That's such a fun new thing that someone's calling me. Like, Yeah, it's uh, that stereotype. Never heard that one before. Yeah, crazy. Um, It's funny. I did, you know, talk about the story with some of my straight guy friends and they all had the same reaction, which they were like, oh, well, if you said excuse me to that guy, there was probably a reason for it. They're like, you would never like intentionally interact with a straight guy if it was like not if it was not absolutely necessary and I was like yeah you guys know me I don't go out of my way to touch interact or say anything strange too. random straight yes. guys like no it's that's not that's not why I'm in all. <laughs> you know I don't go to the strictly lesbian bar to interact with cis straight men I it's crazy it's weird how that works I know it's almost like you go there to get away from that I don't know <laughs> what am I saying for me Hearing how she described the event, not just you, every every part of it, hearing that interpretation and then hearing the reality of what the situation was, was so upsetting because it's like she took an event that happened in the way that it was skewed to make you look bad. Like to your point, like that you were this aggressive lesbian who just hates, hated straight men for no apparent reason and were aggressive with him when in actuality he was the he was the one that came in with that energy and you said excuse me like could you have been more polite (laughs) like excuse me excuse me like you you handled it and not that you needed to but like it seems as if you were trying to not be super confrontational and like his lack of awareness to even be standing there in the first place is again it's just the entitlement of the situation but it's it's something that most most queer people and especially queer women have experienced in either a lesbian bar or just a gay bar with straight men. Like I re- I remember uh, we have a where I live we have like a, a gay like a gay bar strip almost. We had like one at the end of it there was like one bar that was kind of mixed like queer straight and then I slowly but surely the the straight. <laughs> people have like flocked more and more down the line and I mean we have the best bars we have really good music to her point she was living her best life there because we have like a great environment we have great music like we have we foster great spaces uh on purpose that's why we have our own space like we're trying to do that and I remember there was one night that I was dancing with queer people and a guy came up and like grinded on me and it was the most like jarring 
thing in the world because I was like, whoa, there is such a freedom of going into a space and knowing you're not going to have contact in ways that you don't want to. I am so much more at ease because I'm not like on a swivel thinking like men are going to be touching me or whatever. And it's so, it's so alarming when you're, when you are in your space and there's an interaction like that, that is outside of what the space is designed for. And uh, that's like, your story is the story that all of us have, whether we're queer, straight, um, like my wife and I have experienced that where we've gone to obviously straight bars, but also gay bars and had random men come up to us. Like I've had my, my wife in front of me and we're dancing and a man comes into a gay bar and he'll just come up behind me, similar to what you described. Oh. That same situation has happened to me before as well. It's the story of many of the women in the uh, comments as well, both straight and queer. So there's a lot of a lot of stories that were shared. Yeah, I and I saw that too. And like my wife is like I I don't know how gay I look. You know what I mean? Like I, I people don't usually now it's more so, but back in the day, like. I could not get a woman to understand I was gay. I was like, like I was trying so hard. Like I'm queer. How do I signal this to you? Um, but my wife is is very gay looking. <laughs> she, you know immediately. You're like, oh, okay. And she'll still have guys like hit on her aggressively. And I'm over there like, oh my god. Like what? The lack of awareness from so many. Or, or I don't want to give them too much of the benefit of the doubt. And maybe I shouldn't say lack of awareness. The lack of care. Like, because they could be aware if they wanted to be. There's plenty of signals. To your point, when you were in the line, there were plenty of women that were giving him the side eye and giving nonverbals. There's, I, I can only imagine, like, I'm just like thinking of the bars that I go to. If a straight guy was blocking bathrooms, how much side eye, like uh, <laughs> sighing, uh, gentle nudges. Like, I can't imagine how many nonverbal cues were going on there before you were the one that was like hey <laughs> my guy You're in the way no <laughs> one can pee you're yeah. blocking the doors <laughs> it's not enough you're here you are now not letting us pee for the love Don't of god get in between a bunch of women with small bladders and the bathroom like big mistake if you're entering a space that is not for you i would think that you would be hyper aware of the people in that space. Like you're, you're a guest of a guest at this point. You would think he would be like, oh, let me be on my best behavior. Let me, do, you know what I mean? Like be aware and to have him do that. And then not only to have the initial encounter with you, but to feel so entitled that he comes up and starts it with you again. What were you feeling when he, the second, encounter when he came up and was like so is that what you're saying I wasn't surprised at all <laughs> I guess I just kind of took a deep breath and I'm like okay now I have to suffer this man um if I'm being totally honest mm -hmm. uh and then I just had to stand there and just listen to them yell at me while I had a full bladder you know <laughs> I um, hadn't peed yet I was so I was like nah I didn't have a lot of patience for it honestly so I mean I did try to be like hey there's not a lot of lesbian bars um I tried to kind of explain um I honestly they were not interested in listening to me that was clear really quickly shocking that's such a surprise to me that they weren't yeah. <laughs> and the fact that like you're having to educate them it's like you're in our space like you should be educated before you come into this space like that it's on you now it's like let me give you the history I have yeah. to be the spokesman for all lesbians let me, <laughs> let me like give me a break I have to pee 
so they were all like literally yelling at you while this was happening yeah i mean the girl who made the video she got in you know she definitely reacted um they all kind of jumped at me and were like you know why would you say that that's so messed up like it's like i said in that original video they did get upset when i was like no he shouldn't be in here if he's alone (laughs) he shouldn't come cruising into lesbian bars looking to pick up girls i understand there are girls street girls even but no one's coming into a lesbian bar because, you know, they want to get picked up by a dude, right? It's funny because <laughs> right. there are straight allies in there in the comments too. And even a couple of straight guys who have made reaction videos. And they're just like, you know, work smarter, not harder. Like, why would you be going? Come on, bro. Like, why are you going there? Think right. it through. All right, friends, you all know that I hate the nice guy, but you also know I hate going to grocery stores and trying to figure out how to make nice, healthy meals for my family when I barely know how to cook myself. That is why I love Hungaroot, the amazing grocery delivery service. Now, I've been using them for a couple weeks and I could not be happier because every week my groceries literally get delivered to my door and the meals themselves are so easy. Like none of these meals take longer than 30 minutes to make. pre-portioned they're often pre-seasoned and they are always delicious and they have so many different options for meals that no matter what your dietary restrictions are or what your tastes are there's something for you and just by listening to this podcast you can receive 40 percent off your first delivery as well as one free gift by using code niceguy40 so finally the term nice guy has brought something positive to your life thank you hungry root this is another big thing that's come up too and I've had people asking me in the comments or even DMing me, talking to me about it. Um, friends in real life too have seen the video and, and want to discuss it with me. And that's obviously a big part of the conversation. Like, well, should straight men be in lesbian bars ever? You know, right. and I'm, I'm not against straight men being in lesbian bars, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, people have brothers. People have sure. boyfriends or a safe person or sure. whatever. There's a million different reasons why. And I've seen plenty of straight guys in Cubbyhole who were with a group they were maybe like the one straight guy in a group of lesbians or queer people or someone has a friend visiting from out of town I've been going there for yeah almost eight years I've never seen a guy act like that you know right so it was definitely out of the norm I think personally if you're bringing a straight person into the space it's your responsibility as a friend to make sure that they're behaving appropriately and that they're also aware of the space that they're in um Clearly, I don't think that happened uh, in this particular instance. I would guess not from the video. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's why it's just opened up this bigger dialogue. I'm sure there are lesbians who would say no straight men, period. Honestly, I respect that position as well. I understand why that position is there. Because again, when you kind of talked to him, you were trying to see if he was alone. And the reason being, I assume, and why I would be asking is, if he is alone, there's probably a nefarious reason. Because why would a straight man go alone to a lesbian bar? Meaning like four lesbians, like there's a difference between gay and lesbian bars. Anyone who's like, doesn't know. Because there is a very weird messed up trend or habit, I don't know. I don't know what to call what these men are doing of straight men trying to pick up girls at lesbian bars. So there is a reason why lesbians would be concerned with a straight man being alone. Because why why is he there? And additionally, it's like he proved almost immediately that there was a problem by his attitude towards your question. The fact that he felt like offended or, or upset or mad that you just said, who are you with? 
shows me he does not understand the space. He doesn't understand the dynamic. He doesn't understand the experience of lesbian. Like you can tell he's not getting it. And that's a frightening thing to have in your space. Yeah. The moment that was scarier for me was when I went outside of the bar and the group was there. That was the part that I think I was like, oh no, I've upset them. And now I'm outside of a bar and it's, there's not a lot of people around and it was just me and one friend and you know they're a group of like five or six people to be fair like only the one guy and then all women but she was like oh there's that b word again um as soon as she saw me walk out of the bar and so I was like oh no my friend was like grabbed me and he's like Katie like don't engage you know like let's go um thankfully because otherwise it's like obviously people are drunk people are mad that can go pretty badly okay hold on so she saw you and called you a bitch outside of the thing. There's that bitch. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. And I, I think she actually, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure she would totally uh, deny that. Oh, Maybe sure. it wasn't her. Maybe it was one of the other girls. But in my memory, I'm pretty sure it was her. Any, yeah. Anybody, just you could assign it to anyone in the group. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, she could come for me personally. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll talk to her. First. I don't think she's, I don't think she's going to. You're not gonna listen to this. Go against queer talk again. I think she learned her lesson there. That is crazy. That ugh. that makes me furious, actually. Uh, the idea that like, because the way she presented it was like that, like you were the aggressor. You you came up to them. They were like, oh, like almost like what what's the problem? And then, yeah. Although I guess she did say I was nice until I wasn't. So maybe that's the umbrella term for I called her a bitch outside um i don't know where i'm from if you say that to somebody outside a bar is because you're trying to throw fists you're trying to get into like a fight i don't know it seems like a college bar kind of thing to do that's true that is fighting words for sure and that's so scary if i was like let me invent an example of why queer women or lesbians would want a safe space everything you've said thus far is why the attitude the entitlement the aggression the like not feeling safe leaving like all of these things are the very reasons why the space exists this is not the worst story that i know of um there are like even if you look in the comments there's a lot of stories um from lesbians and queer women talking about being drugged at cubby hole at stonewall at Henrietta's, at queer bars in New York. I feel for these bars because the the bartenders and the owners of these lesbian bars, they have to walk this really fine line. They do have to stay in business, you know? And so if straight people are going to come and give them them money, like they're going to take that money and like as they rightly should. Um, But then it also becomes this safety issue for the patrons in the bar in terms of like how to handle it. And when these things arise, what do you do? It's a difficult situation. A hundred percent, because at the same time, they are literally trying to create a safe space. You know, they are actually designating a space. They have said what this is. It is clear this is a lesbian bar. Other than you what, put a sign on the door, which is what she said, which makes me uh, furious. Uh, which she was like, there's not a sign anywhere. I'm like, okay, we're just not going to do any critical thinking. And I think that's part of the upsetting thing is... As a queer person, when you're around straight people, you're hyper aware of what they're doing. You've had to be like, like if you were, if you were ever closeted, you were hyper aware of what you put off. You're hyper aware of how you're being perceived, right? Speaking about him specifically, before we even get into her attitude, there's not enough time in the day and that's not the name of the podcast, but I could fill an entire episode just about how I feel about uh, her behavior. Um, But just this idea of like, 
these men coming into the space, like him just being like, well, why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I be able to be here? And feeling like I don't need to get educated on anything. Like I should be, I should be able to take up space here. I should be able to do what I want. I should be able to be rude. Like, why can't I? Is so infuriating because it's like, you could know better. You're choosing not to. You're wanting to enter a space with people that you clearly don't know the intricacies or like even the dynamics or not choosing to learn or understand what they've been through. He's like, unless he literally unfroze from the ice, like yesterday, just like new baby waddling into the bar. Unless that's the case, he has to understand on some level why this would be a problem. I am so tired of people acting like they don't understand very basic things. You don't know why, like a big straight dude blocking traffic would be something that someone would question in a lesbian bar. I have seen these great reaction videos where women are like, don't worry, I'm gonna translate this into straight girl for you. And they walk through the scenario and I saw one where a girl is talking about how it's like the ultimate girls night, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's like, oh, imagine you have all your best girlfriends, you all have face masks on, you all have like fluffy coordinated robes. Like it's like whatever those kind of girl parties are. I don't know. Um, me and my friends don't really do that, but you know, she's like describing, <laughs> she's like setting yeah. the scene. She's yeah. like, then imagine, you know, you all have a cup of wine, you're all sitting around in a circle and then everyone's getting into the gossip and she's like, you're just digging in at the juiciest gossip ever. And then one of your best friends is about to just like tell the best story. Everybody's super comfy, cozy, relaxed with your best girlfriends, best snack spread. And then one of the girls is like, I have a guy friend coming over and a guy knocks on the door. He comes in. He's all gross and dirty. He starts talking really loudly. He's burping. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's sitting in faith and everyone's really uncomfortable. And she's like, that's, you know, how it feels for the lesbians. And I was like, that's hilarious. You just broke it down for the straight girls because, you know, it's hard sometimes. It's if it was just the issue of gender, it would be such a different conversation. But then when you layer in, this is a lesbian bar. Not mm-hmm. that it's like a woman's face. It's not like a, yeah. you know, women's only gym or women's only workout class or, you know, like a girl's weekend or whatever, you know, in the straight right. hetero context right. of that. But then you throw in that it's a lesbian bar and all of a sudden it's like, well, but straight men can go. But then it's like, well, straight women have plenty of spaces and times when they want nothing to do with men either, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's not controversial. It's amazing where the empathy turns off, like where the allyship changes, right? So you're in a queer space with your lesbian friend who one would assume you are an ally to that friend, right? And then when a member of that community of the space that you're in, you didn't even confront them, just like has a question. (laughs) When the person in that space has a question in the space of which you are a guest, it's as if like you go into someone's home, they don't know you, they don't know what you're about, and they're simply asking you a question. The fact that they're not willing to see why that, why, like, even entertain that, that that was crazy. How dare you question this man? There is no way they don't know that, that, that there is a reason for that. I mean, as women, like, they get it in their own space. So, like, it's just because it's queer that it's how dare, how dare you have any boundaries and I did have a pretty long conversation with a queer girl oh you did in between the two interactions she did mm-hmm. come over to me and talk to me um and just kind of sort of apologized for the guy's behavior but was like you know he's really a good guy like he's my boss 
and he's helped me to get promotions or help me get jobs in the industry. Um, I think they work in like nightlife or restaurants or something. And so she just kind of coming to this guy's defense. And then I trying to try to have the same conversation with her, but one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, like this guy, he's coming into the space. He needs to be respectful. Like this is a lesbian bar. Like I understand if you want to come with your straight friends, but there's a lot of things to keep in mind. Like there are a lot of problems with men in this bar. So he's going to make people uncomfortable. And we did have a dialogue around that, mm-hmm. but we were just kind of, we were honestly talking in circles. Um, and my friend was like, Hey, like Katie, don't, she's not gonna. It's not getting anywhere. Yeah. We weren't getting anywhere. So yeah. that's interesting. Cause I, I think a lot of people were wondering where she was on this because we haven't really heard. I, I haven't heard, maybe she's out there and she's told it, but I haven't heard her perspective on the whole thing. They said that she was a boss. That's interesting. Cause I, I mean, I, I immediately flagged it with some nice guy, like, cause obviously that's what my podcast is. Uh, but th- this idea of like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. What did I, you know what I mean? This assumption of like, I should be able to do what I want. And that just because he wasn't being aggressive or, a, you know, a, well, I guess he was abrasive eventually, but because he wasn't like, like hitting on women or like trying to get with, you know what I mean? That he wasn't at fault. And it's like, no, that's actually not it. That's not enough. That's not enough. I mean, now we know he's blocking, he's <laughs> like just blocking this tiny bar, just like standing in the middle, but hearing her be like, well, he's a nice guy. It's like, that doesn't mean he's being respectful. That doesn't mean he's respecting the space. And that all these women jumped to his defense versus reflecting. Like when we see her video, cause it, how, how long had it been? Do you know, like between when it happened versus when she- It was, well, I'm not sure when she posted her video, but I posted my response exactly mm-hmm. two weeks after it happened. So she had time to reflect too. Like there was time to think about what had happened. There was time to research. I mean, it's, it's hard cause I think it's common sense, but like there was time to reflect on the issue. Like, huh, wait, you know, that was heated in the moment. I think now she has said she's not, she's not gonna enter lesbian bars again. And she said, it's not a space for me. I think she did, she did say like lesbians are coming for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> which they were, <laughs> they, I mean, for good reason, but they were, uh, and she did ask. Don't ask if you don't want an answer. He asked as well. He did ask. He did. Oh, my God. Girl, this makes me so mad. Like, (laughs) everything about this was asked for. He entered the bar willingly. You were like, excuse me. He got mad at that. Then he confronted you and was like, so what? What are you saying? You gave him the response he requested. They scream at you. You're called the B word. They're yelling at you outside, and then you see the TikTok video with her asking, "Is this?" It's like you've been answered at every point. You were told. It's like who do you need an answer from at this point? I think maybe she expected a different side of TikTok to answer. I think maybe that was part of it, but it's it's wild that even when faced with all of that feedback, her, not even like obviously her, she got the <laughs> the most feedback. Um, but even him, he had ample feedback the entire time. We don't like what you're doing. And yet he's the one that's like, how dare you say I can't be in your space? Why can't I? Well, because of everything you've done thus far. Every, from the second you came in, every behavior, the way that you've talked to us, the way that you've been in our way, that you haven't been respecting our boundaries, that's why. You asked, we told you, and then to still have that attitude is absolutely wild to me. And to walk away thinking they did nothing wrong. 
Yeah, it's a frustrating experience. As you've been processing this, this thing happens that I'm sure it was very triggering and you've spoken to that, that it was triggering for you. And then it blows up on the internet. The queer talk is like rushing to your defense and this dialogue is started about this. So how do you feel now kind of as all of this has unfolded? I think initially it was really overwhelming for me just because I never used TikTok. And then all of a sudden my face and my story is just kind of going all over the internet. And a lot of people had opinions about what happened to me, whether they were supporting me or obviously like, who is this lady? Like, you know, there is some of that as well. And so mm. it's a very strange experience, especially because I'm not really like an online person. Like I've never like put myself out there online um, with like a public account or anything like that. Um, so that was a little bit overwhelming. I think it made me realize how important um, this conversation is. And I think it made me think a lot about my own uh, perception of myself in these kind of situations. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times I do think it's my fault, you know, like I walk away from situations like that thinking like, I shouldn't have made that guy upset. Like, you know, this is something I need to change about myself. And I think seeing the internet's reaction has given me some confidence that it's good that I feel protective over these spaces, that it's good that I'm able to speak up and advocate um, for things that I do believe in and I think are important. Um, so I think there's been waves of emotion around it. Like <laughs> definitely it's been very overwhelming. It's also just been so beautiful to see the love and support of the queer lesbian gay community, even the way that gay men were making response videos. Um, in support of the lesbians which right. is kind of cool to see because sometimes there has been like a history too where gay men don't always want lesbians in their bars mm -hmm. either um and so I was like yes finally the gays are on the lesbian side like I love that yay we're all together <laughs> yeah so yeah. there's just been a lot of different waves and I think like where I'm at now I'm having to figure out like what do I want to do do I want to keep making TikTok videos like do I want to do more advocacy like do I use this platform and if I do, what am I going to do with it? And that is also a lot of the imposter syndrome. Like, anyone want to hear what I have to say? Like, TikTok has spoken. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Obviously, I don't know you. So take this as you will. Uh, but I'm incredibly proud of you because it is a lot in a queer space with a guy you don't know, because especially you don't know at that time, you didn't know who you could have been by himself, right? You didn't know what was going on. And he was obviously oblivious and disrespectful of the space and people blocking people from bathrooms, you know, is never a good thing. He could be a nice person. He could be a horrible person. You don't know. So the fact that you were willing to be the one to say, excuse me, hello. I, I would hope it's kind of validating because you you clearly felt like, hey, this guy needs to be talked to. He needs to at least get away from the bathrooms. But the fact that you like said something to him and he quickly showed you that he was the energy or the person that you thought, you know, or at least that you were worried about what you stood up for, like that was necessary, right? Like he was being that person and he felt justified to not only take up space, but to be rude to you for just saying hey you're blocking things and then to come at you a second time that's the part that kills me is like he started a problem again for what purpose could he have possibly wanted to start a second confrontation other than the obvious which was to be confrontational he wasn't looking for your answer clearly because he was mad when he got it i 
am impressed by you and I'm impressed by you joining TikTok when like, like, I don't, I don't even know what this platform is. And speaking the truth of what happened and, and being the voice of that and bringing, bringing awareness to something that maybe people aren't aware of. Maybe they don't understand why there's plenty of people who then were able to voice their experience about why it is a problem. And I'm, I'm happy to see that dialogue and hopefully people will, will be more respectful of spaces they enter. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Unfortunately, I feel like this is not going to be the last time that I have an interaction like that because it's just life and you are faced with a choice in those moments where it's really just instinct and how you act. But yeah, if somebody is causing problems, um, especially if that problem means I cannot use the bathroom, then I'm probably going to say something. Because I physically could not get into the bathroom door, so. Of all things to be doing. And one thing that has been cool to see is that there have been a lot of people in the comments, straight people specifically, saying like, oh, I had no idea that this was even a problem. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. realize that there was so few lesbian bars. I didn't realize that there were so few queer spaces. Like, oh, I never would have thought that straight men would go to a lesbian bar, let alone that I know that there are so few lesbian bars. But it is a big problem, like, Queer women, like we are fetishized, sexualized um, by mm -hmm. straight men. And that's why they go there. You know, yeah. we are not real people to them. And I think that that's across the board. That's how it feels anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I saw people, queer people making videos about is that there are all, a lot of straight people who go into queer spaces and it feels like they treat it like a zoo. You know, they're like, why is this bar so cool? The vibes are great. The music, you know, Renee rap, whatever, we're vibing. And it's like, this is because we've created this space. We've created right. this community. You're in this place that's so special to all of us. And that's why you come in here and you, you feel that, you know, you feel the love the, the community has for each other. You feel that in the music that's played. You feel that in like the warmth of the conversations that are going on. And like, you see the way people look at each other across the bar because, you know, the, the gay stare, the lesbian longing, <laughs> you know, and you come into these spaces and, and straight people, anybody can say like, there's something special here. Maybe we don't understand it, but yeah, this is a cool place to be. Um, and Cubbyhole has so much history. You know, it's one of the oldest lesbian bars. I'm not sure it is the oldest or not. Um, I know it's been open for like 30 years, just like the decorations, like right. everything in there is just, it's such a cool vibe. It's yeah. such a cool spot, but it's been cool to see that the people saying, Hey, like, I actually had no idea. I've never been on lesbian TikTok and <laughs> right. this feud, this drama just came up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like now I know. And that was cool to see. So yeah. I love that there's been an education piece to this as well. Yeah. Obviously it's, it's been good for the queer community to have the dialogue. Um, hopefully at least some people in that group learned the lesson or kind of got educated a little bit, but just mm -hmm. seeing people that I don't even know saying, Hey, because you came forward and told your story, I now understand some of this history, some of the importance of queer spaces and what safety means to you all. Like, you know, they didn't know. There's just, there are so few queer spaces. There are so few spaces where people can feel uh, safe and supported. And I mean, like literally safe, like physically safe. If that's not something you have to worry about all the time, then yeah, I guess it, it wouldn't be top of mind or maybe it wouldn't make sense. Like, why is this such a big deal? But again, that speaks to like, needing to educate yourselves about spaces. If you're entering a space that doesn't belong to, educating yourself a little bit about that space or 
like how do I act within that space? Like that's something as an ally that we can all do. And that's across the board, obviously, not just lesbian bars, but how can we educate ourselves to be respectful and, and understand the culture and the history of, of places that we're entering because you are a guest, you know, you don't own it. You're not entitled to it. And uh, people are being kind enough to, as you talked about, welcome you or at least in, open the door to this warm, loving space. So that's on you. It's not, it's not enough to, you can't just walk in and you really should be educated. And yeah, I hope people, everybody, not just lesbian spaces, any, any group that you do not belong to. So if someone of a different community is welcoming you in, uh, or at least in allowing you in, making sure to respect that. And hopefully people have come away with that understanding. Yeah. It has definitely been brought up to just like the intersectional conversation around, uh, you know, cubbyhole is, a predominantly white space like it doesn't have as much diversity mm. as other queer spaces which is absolutely yeah. true yeah and so that's been in the comments a lot as uh, a lot as well like well for queer people of color for you know like the black lesbian community for so many other groups like they don't have their own dedicated spaces either right like, and there's been a lot of that in the comments um and that's 100 percent true as well so yeah i think the conversation extends to just identifying like like you said it's not just lesbian bars. This conversation can apply across the board. Like if you're being invited to a space, mm-hmm. know the history, know the importance of that space um, and be respectful of the people there, period. Like that guy don't want to say anything to me, but we can assume that it's highly likely that that guy could go into any number of spaces, even a straight bar, and he would find someone to upset. You know, that was the most diplomatic way of saying that I've ever heard. If someone is a vibe killer, like they're probably going to be a vibe killer across the board. So that's just, I think, a general rule of thumb, you know, be respectful, try to understand and be empathetic towards others lived experiences. Mm -hmm. And that will take you so much further in life. Also, take a second to learn. You know, I hope people can understand that from the story. Because there was a moment where we could have all become friends. He could have said, I'm sorry, let me get a round of shots. And I would have said, cool, bro. You know, and right. we could have all gone on our merry way and it could have been a totally fine night. You know, there was no reason for it to escalate the way it did. And so just that's another thing I really hope in and outside of lesbian bars, men can, if men hear the story, maybe they could hear this and learn from it and just realize like women just and people in general just want you to listen yeah you know that's all it really is just listen and learn you know and then we can create spaces that are better for everyone straight men included yeah yeah a hundred percent they're not necessarily the priority but (laughs) they would benefit from it too you know the one time they're not the priority Yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that. And and yeah, like it's important to understand if you are someone who is lived in lives in any type of category that is more privileged, whether that's like uh, your sexuality or your your race, like whatever it is, it's important to appreciate that. And if you're met with someone else who you have offended or you are upsetting or you are particularly if you're in their fucking space, if you're in their space stop just stop just stop for a second and think about it just if if someone gives you a little pushback 
think about like, what am I doing? What is the context of? I have like, where is my privilege here? Just, just wait, take a breath. If he could have taken a breath, I mean, it doesn't sound like he had any intention of that, but say he did, he could have thought, oh shit, I'm blocking the bathrooms. Oh, like literally, if he would have taken a breath and just taken those peepers and looked side to side, oh, I'm blocking the bathroom. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, I'm a straight guy and maybe that's probably frightening. <laughs> like that, That's probably not, they may have questions about it. Like there is usually a reason that you're getting pushback. So just take a breath and think about it. And we would all be so much better off if we just took a breath to and educated ourselves and thought about like, okay, well, where's my privilege here? And how can I address that? And how can I make up for that? I have misstepped here and I need to like, and your <laughs> the round of shots. That, that wouldn't have <laughs> the privilege would have still, still been there, but at least it would have been like a like a, a friendly way of being like, I messed up. Sorry, I messed up. That's my bad. Doubling down is never the answer. Absolutely, and I've been on both sides of that. Like I've definitely been. I think we've all been the jerk at some point in sure. our lives. You know, like no one yeah. is innocent from that. Um, so it's also a good reminder for me. Like if I'm a, on the other side of that. I need to practice what I preach. Like I need right. to be open to learning and to not be defensive and to be self-aware and yeah. to put in the work myself. Right. Um, and I do try and do that. And yeah. I think we as queer people do that because we understand what it's like, you know, to be othered. Like right. we understand what it's like to have fear and spaces um to maybe not be accepted by people or to face adversity in different ways um and so that opens us up to the concept like hey maybe there's something wrong with society like, right right maybe there's some stuff going on here and we should just right. listen to each other hear each other's stories um and yeah that's been so cool to see i think if nothing else comes from this just the fact that at least there was something bad that happened to me but out of that, there was a really wonderful dialogue that was created in a conversation that needed to happen. So if nothing else comes from it, I'm I'm glad that there is like a ray of light, which is just helping people learn, facilitating dialogue. And that's been cool to see. Well, Katie, I really appreciate you coming on and telling us your story. How can people hear more from you? Yeah, I guess uh, they can follow me on TikTok. I'm that lesbian. I will try and make some more videos. Uh, I want to do some meetups too, like maybe do some meetups at Cubbyhole. So I'm more coming on that because it's been requested by so many people. I bet. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely want to try and do more. I also would love to see what I can do around just like advocating and supporting orgs who are doing work in the space um i did make one other video and uh i don't really know how to use like links and tiktok and things like that but just trying to highlight some uh orgs and people just went in the comments and we're just posting like a lot of different uh organizations with like the queer bipoc community and like mm -hmm. different ways to get involved so i would love to amplify more of that as well um but yeah i got to work on my strategy <laughs> overall or what I'm going to do right I also have my day job so right um but but yeah I guess uh follow me on TikTok and stay tuned I'm very excited for what's to come because as much as you asked the question I very much was interested in what you have to say you're a really great speaker you have a great perspective and I appreciate the way that you're using this unfortunate <laughs> incident as an educational moment because it's been amazing just on my end to see all of the commentary and all of the feedback and all of the love and support and the willingness to learn because 
at the end of the day, that's what we're really hoping for is everybody just being open-minded and willing to listen and make changes to make the world better for everybody else. So thank you for being here. Thank you to everybody who's listening. If you like this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever. Uh, We have our Patreon, which I'll link underneath the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, my friends, F the nice guy.